Hey y'all, hey, and welcome to another edition of Theories and Thoughts Podcast with your hostess Anya and Fancy. So, welcome to the show. Today we have two people. Well, one of them is a really good friend of mine, and I always talk about her. Her name is Patrice. She'll be here later with um, Devin. They have the relationship corner where they talk about relationship stuff, but it all started with teenage love. So I can't wait for you guys. Excuse me. You guys to um to hear from them. So did I say who we were? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do something different by not doing a ticker, but <laughs> try to do the uh share our uh stuff while we're on. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Anywho, Fancy, how was your weekend? What did you do? I worked all weekend. Um, Those who don't know, I don't really like Mother's Day because of my whole custody battle with my uh, youngest daughter's dad. So um, it's just, I don't know. I just worked. I mean, I went and got my daughter and then I had to take her back. Um, It's not much of a day when you got to take three hours out of the day to travel. So True. Why he just didn't let you have her the whole weekend? I mean, so I got her on Friday, but you know, oh. so three hours Friday and then also three hours on Saturday. Oh, it's three hours to, oh well, yeah, one and a half going back. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, this weekend I actually went to a WNBA game. It was my first WNBA game. The beauty of it was that, here's the thing. I say we always scream, women should do this, women, women, this, that, and the third. And I found that I wasn't doing my part in, you know, um, watching women and just paying attention to different things like that. So I had the best time ever. We sat on the third row. I was, I felt like, ah, look at me. Um, right behind the dream. Let me tell y'all something. The dream, basketball team, them some shooters. Them girls cold-blooded. Now, I was rooting for the wings, but in another situation, another place, another time, I'd have been shooting for them for them dream. Baby, they lights out. Lights out. I mean, them girls so cold. And the rim, have you ever, you, have you ever been to a WNBA? No. The rim, the, the goal, it's, it looks like it's Fisher-Price. Like, it's so short. It's smaller than the men's goal. But those girls were hooping. The wings, the wings reminded me of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can talk about them. Sometimes the Cowboys wait until the last minute to say, to act like they're gonna do something. Like they wait until the last minute to be like, oh yeah, let we we're playing a football game. And sometimes it works in their favor, sometimes it doesn't. The dream came out, pow, 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 pow. So most of all their shots that they hit, they went through. The wings, on the other hand, they need to go back and they need to have some shooting practice. That's all. That's it. That's all. They need to practice on on that. What's up? All right. So is um the wings? Um, they're from yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. the I was a dream, and then you know we had um featured um Angel. Oh yes, Angel McCautry. Angel and I still with the dream though, right? Mm-mm. Went to like Phoenix something or something. In Arizona. No, I can't remember where she went, but she she's not with them anymore. But I mean, they had some cold blooded players, honey. They had some cold blood, and I'm sitting behind that bitch talking mad ish. Okay, listen, oh. don't do me. And I'm standing there like, and I and here's the thing: growing up, I was a basketball fan. Like I was told the Bulls, baby, that was my team. And not because of Michael Jordan. It was because of Dennis Rodman. Hence how I'm always coloring my hair. I just felt like he was such an individual that he didn't care about nothing else, you know, other people. And I mean, he cared about people, but I'm saying he didn't. He He did his own thing still. Right. You know, he wore that wedding dress and stuff. I just like individuality. So that's why I like them. I used to know the, know the whole lineup and all of that. So um, that was like my freshman, sophomore year, stuff like that. Um, my junior and senior year, I enjoyed it, but I didn't watch it as much until I moved to Dallas. When I moved to Dallas, I was a Mavs fan straight up and down. And New Orleans didn't have the Pelicans at the time. So 
Dallas. And I used to watch the Mavericks all the time. Like, it was never a game that I missed. So I need to get back into that as well. But I really want to follow the dream, really pay attention to them, see what they're doing. I think I'm going to um, buy the league pass so I can watch the WNBA games. Because here's the thing. These girls don't make – some of them don't make as much as I make, <laughs> you know, as much as we make. They don't because they don't have the sponsorships and they don't have the viewership and they don't have the people coming to the games. So, again, I want to do my part in that. And it's not very much. I mean, I spent, what, maybe $200 on those tickets? I bought three tickets? Maybe 200 some dollars, maybe. And we was third row, literally. Really? No, third, huh? And I said, that's nice. Um, you know, I've never I've never been to a WNBA game. But um, when I interviewed Angel, she was talking about that, you know. And my whole thing was like, I think we did at one point try to reach out to some people within the WNBA because they ended up seeing her interview. But like, hey, like, why aren't y'all trying to advertise? Like, we don't cost that much. So I'm just saying, if you're trying to get some more exposure, then it seems like y'all need to be, you know, taking those measures for them. But. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we should try that again. I don't know. I mean, they have come a long way. Um, actually, they play at um, in a university stadium. I mean, in a university arena here in Dallas. So I did that. Um, one of my good girlfriends, Patrice. <laughs> Patrice came to, <laughs> came to Dallas. And um, she came for a wedding. So I got to spend some time with her as she was getting made up and spent time with her mom, Miss Pam. Shout out to her. Um, and Patrice bought my yearbook. Let me see. <laughs> she bought my yearbook to me. So um, I had purchased a yearbook. So she bought it to me. Shout out to her for that. Um, and then my cousin had a cookout. And so I, um, I went to her cookout before and after the game. And Sunday, I actually spent time with my friend that I'm seeing. And I um, I went to work. So that was my weekend. I had a good weekend um, packed. You know, today I actually volunteered with Cabby Cares. So Cabby is a clothing company. This is their shirt. This is my little shirt. It's cute. Yeah, you can wear it any kind of way. If you look on my... Um, um, Lady CEO page on, on my Instagram page, you'll see I post a picture of all three. It's four of us, and we all wearing them in different ways, wearing it in different ways. And um, we partnered, Cabby partnered with Dress for Success Dallas DFW, and it was a it was a, a very I, I enjoyed it. One of the ladies said, "I'm trying not to cry." I was like, "Girl, cry, cry." You know, they got to pick out five different things. And it's always a blessing to be a blessing yeah. because you can so easily be there. And it was single moms. So you can always, you know, some of us just one paycheck from needing somebody help. And I'm going to tell you some, some work clothes. I remember when I first started at Bank of America, because when I first started at Bank of America, I was originally working for myself 100%. And then my business went under. And when I started at Bank of America, I had to go buy work clothes mm -hmm. to wear. And, you know, if I'd have known about Dress for Success, I could have went and got some stuff from there to work because it was business casual. Now we're a casual environment, but I still work. I still wear business casual clothes. But I think it's such a, a, a great thing to have. You know, you grab you a couple of pieces and you can go to Walmart because I showed what I did <laughs> when I first started at Bank of America. Girl, for, going on 14 years, um, you know, could get you a cute shirt, go get you some pants from there, some slacks or something like that. So that was that was great. But but Cabby is a fashion brand or it's a fashion brand. It's a fashion brand. Yeah. One of my girlfriends, shout out to Tara Lynn. She um, she's a part of the Walk of a Woman. She's um, come several times and she's a stylist for them. She wants me to become one. I'm like, girl, no, I don't need nothing else on my on my plate, honey. Nothing else. But I do love what Cabby um, stands for. It's not about the clothes. It's about the woman. You know, and their stuff is very um, it's not no trash. It's real good, 
good um, product, you know. It costs money. It's a little bit pricey, but it's worth it. I've worn, I have a couple of pieces. So, you know, you buy you a couple of pieces, mix, max it up and everything. So that's how my weekend went. Um, I finally got my Roe versus Wade article done <laughs> and submitted for Angelique. Um, so that was cool. And of course, everybody's been talking about Kevin Samuels this weekend. Yeah. Ciao. Um, I... I don't, you know, like Charlemagne said, Charlemagne said, um, I won't call it karma because heart disease is a lot of black people suffer from that. I just felt like, you know, one a guy that went to high school with me, he did a, um, he was like, let me research this man. He did a thorough research. He's an attorney. And he was like, when Kevin talked about, talked to the men, it was basically telling them to man up and get into their role. For the women, it was like tear them down, and because the men were superior, you know. So I um I didn't know it was heart disease, but I think that that's kind of well, a heart attack. Oh, okay. I thought you said a heart heart disease. Well. So, well I, I mean, my whole thing is, though, you know, just it seems like a high value man would also be taking better care of himself. You know, I don't know. Heart attacks can still occur even then those that do take care of themselves. But I just still think it's a little something. But I was kind of shocked because um, we published like two articles about it and we kind of had some mixed reactions from our followers. Um, I was shocked because some of them I know have been following us for years. Then they were like. It was they called us tacky and said it was misinformation. And I was like, oh, OK, well, but my whole thing is like, I mean, this is a magazine for black women. Were we supposed to be crying or something like we gave them a rest in peace post? I mean, what? And then we reported factual news like they had information to support that. So I stood behind them. If that's what they wanted to publish, then, hey, because like y'all not talking. I mean, you know. Are y'all on every other media outlet page talking about them, talking about Kevin Samuels? Like, it's the news. So, I mean, but it is really, the whole event was really crazy, how he passed and all of that, of, 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 as far as what we know. But mm -hmm. um, I just think it's really odd, you know? And then I saw people that were like, oh, he really helped our marriage and so on. And I was just kind of wondering how. And then someone, I think the same person that called us tacky, was saying, like, he was, he was, teaching women how to be concubines or something. And I was just like, I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I didn't really get that, I guess. So if you're high, because I never really just watched the full episode. So I'm like, if you're a high value man, then was he really teaching women to be concubines? I mean, and yeah, yeah that was just a lot. It well, was very unexpected though. Demetria um, Lucas gave a really good point. She was like, to tell women to act like women, black women especially, should be, to act like we should be sad about this is abuse. And I, I'm not happy the man gone, but I could care less. And that's it. I didn't follow him. The stuff that I did see of him, I didn't really agree with. I just, I feel like if you're a relationship guru, you don't present a problem and then talk about you. No, you present a problem and you give a solution. That's what therapists do. That's what we do. You know, whenever you're trying to help, he didn't do that. He was like, oh, you think you this? Oh, no, you're not that. You know, no. And some people will call it tough love. I think that it was his ego. And I really thought that um, that he had a lot of feminine ways and a lot of gay men. And I hate to say this, some I know growing up, they had issues with with straight women. They had issues like they would try to tear him down and different things. And I felt like that's what it was with him. So that's that on that. So anyway, shout out to Diddy. Diddy. Um, I had to pull up my thingy. Diddy has um, a partnership with Motown Records to launch a new R&B record label and Love Records. I'm trying to figure out what happened to the bad boy. <laughs> Maybe they got sued too many times or from not paying their artists. Um, I hope that he do right by these people. Diddy is a mastermind. He does find talent. I just, I, you just hear so much about him not paying people. Yeah. So that's, that's my thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just like, I mean, people, it's people aren't really seem like into record labels. It seems like to me anymore, you know, because it's like the yeah. artists come up with their own labels too. So I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to do because ain't nobody really trying to let you control them in 2022 like that no more, you know? That hard. They can go viral or, you know, have success on their own. I mean, look at Glorilla them right now and the summer anthem. I tried to tell y'all about in in the <laughs> swagger chat. Girl, nobody. Girl, I listened to. I went back and listened to some of that because y'all put Sweeties on there, and I was like, "Yeah, this ain't me, sis. I'm good. I am good. I'm good." Speaking of um tacky stuff, anyway. Oh, I'm kidding. Shout out to her because this is making money. Um, what I was about to say. Oh. So it finally comes out. Ray J got tired of the Kardashians and decided to say that the um, whole sex tape was a business deal. He said that the whole sex tape was a business deal and that, um, you know, it was, I guess they had did the um, did the sex tape. And then um, the mama was like, well, we're going to make some money off this. So when Kim was on their show, the Hulu show, talking about, oh, Kanye got this for, for me or whatever, Richard was like, nah, y'all going to stop playing with me. And then he came back and said that um, the reason why Kim, Kim was still, they would still be together, but Kim stole some money from Brandy. So yeah, that part. Oh, I didn't even see that part. Girl, you know, I'm nosing. <laughs> I was just saying that. So I just, I thought it was very good for that black man to be vindicated. I mean, not, is that the right word? Mm. <laughs> I've, I've never used the word before, so don't make me laugh. <laughs> but, that, uh, that black man got his name cleared because for so many years, they tried to make it seem like Kim was, was the, um, victim. was the victim. But now we know that she been had the tapes and there ain't no other tapes. That she know all about everything, and ain't nobody trying to um, put her business out there. But to think your mama will put your business out there as a, you know, that's just something. Girl, mama I mean, I, I'm gonna say it like this: <clears throat> <laughs> that was got her whole family on. Yeah, yeah. Her whole family capitalized off her, off her having sex on tape. But let that have been a black girl. Moving on. Well, um, before we get into the commercials, I just want to acknowledge some of the comments that we have. So I see Clarence Ogburn said, hello, beautiful ladies. Hey, Clarence. Hey, Clarence. Uh, my sister Ski, the priest wanted always on. Hey, priest. And um, Sneaky Sneak said, I like him. And a priest said, coming from that family, it, it didn't surprise me. Um, and he said, really, it was. Oh. Oh, oh, really? It was OJ? Oh, he's saying OJ put the family on. <laughs> I don't know. But y'all, we're about to go into the uh, commercial and then we'll be back with our guests. Just a minute. Have to get to it. You know, and I had a chance to just talk talk to her and tell her. And she was like, well, you do it all this and third. And I say, I have to. <laughs> Drop the mister. Just call me Rick. Hey, Rick. Okay. Hey, girl. I don't need nothing. No, see. You don't need to work on that. Maybe this right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, fan. What the... <laughs> Well, thank y'all for joining us for this episode of Theories and Thoughts. Deep Dive. Hey, y'all. Hey, and welcome back from the commercial. Fancy, it is so funny that um that look you give me. You be like... <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know me and my facial expression. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> welcome, 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 Patrice and Devin to Theories and Thoughts podcast. Also, you guys remember, Theories and Thoughts Deep Dive can be found on the Exposure TV, Exposure TV app. All right. Tonight, you guys, as I told you guys, we have a very good treat. It's a, it's a treat because it's my friend. My <laughs> friend. We talk like all day, every day. Like she's like, like I had a relationship with Fizz. I had a relationship with Patricia. Y'all, they are part of my tribe. So this was like really cool. I was like, okay, we got to get y'all on the podcast. We got to get y'all on the podcast. So here we go. Greetings. Nice to meet you. Likewise. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. And nice to meet you, Devin. I love that name, oh. by the way. That's my, uh, that's kind of my alias when I'm doing stuff I ain't supposed to be doing. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so I better be looking out to see if you're going to. You know. Yeah, Devin, also my friend. Before I, catch a, friend. before I catch a case, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, come on, yeah, here, yeah. That's right, hold on. Before y'all do that, where, where do you live? She lives in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Okay, so I I need not to go to Baton Rouge no time soon. <laughs> <laughs> they may be looking for for Devin. Like, hold your name. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. that reminds me of that that that, that show with um. That big is a big white woman, and she has the same name as a man, and she takes his identity. I don't know. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy or something like that. Yeah. Oh. That's really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that movie. All mm -hmm. right. Well, come on, earrings and cold shoulder. I see you. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to the show, Patricia. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> our audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me stop. Okay. Who gonna go first? Tell our audience about you, about yourself. Go ahead, Patrice. Ladies first. Hey, I thought we talked about you leading away. You're not know. like to let a I, man lead. I like to. Uh, he feels on, he fills out number today. Yes. Well, you know, I, I I am gonna take his lead because he's giving direction for me to go first. So I'll go. Awesome. So first, I want to say thank you, Anya. As Anya said, we've been friends. Uh, I've been on Anya for ooh. A long time but within the past year we've been we've grown to be really close so um thank you we are honored that you even um invited us to you and fancy show so um uh, this exists this is exciting for us and we haven't done a chat in a while so um this kind of help us get back into the groove of things so um just to introduce um i am patrice that's devin we are part of um the relationship corner with devin and patrice and um, we, it's where we tackle or conquer um, relationships. One conquer trauma, conquer trauma in relationships. One conversation, one conversation at a time. We normally stay together. That wasn't my part. So that's, why, <laughs> that's why I'm looking at him like, come in on your part, sir. So um, we started. Oh, Devin. Uh, oh, last summer. Last summer was our jump off, mm -hmm. and um, and we will go into how we know each other, how we met. met um, but we started. Uh, Devin invited me to be his co-host on the Relationship Corner um, last year. We started last summer, um, and so it's just been an exciting journey. We have not even scratched the surface. Um, both of us have been married. We're divorced. Um, we both are uh, single parents. Uh, I have two young boys. Devin has a son as well. Um, mm -hmm. We come from pretty large families. We've dealt with a lot of stuff together and individually. Um, so, and we are actually pretty transparent people. Um, and we love to share. We love to talk about relationship topics. That is how we even come to be able to have a talk show because, and we'll share our journey. We love just talking about relationship things bouncing stuff off of each other we've grown to be really great friends almost best friends in the weirdest way um and so yeah here we are Devin did I miss anything no I think you did excellent well, look at that. <laughs> 10 points for Patrice I think yeah, and Patrice, it's been about two, two and a half, two years or so now. It ain't oh, been for us? okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm in the short changes. <laughs> we started really, um, as you guys know, I always talk about relationships. I'm very transparent with being a yeah. 40 year old and being single. Mm -hmm. 
and we started talk. We got connected. I, I get a lot of inboxes, and Patrice was one of the inboxes, just talking about relationship at this age. And I think that God has me um, at this age being single for a reason for people to contact me because I'm very transparent. And we started talking like that. So Devin and Patrice. So tell. Well, we're talking about teenage love. So tell us your story. I'd like to talk. I think our story is about the same. You mm-hmm. you wanna start you started, Evan. Um <laughs> so tell it correctly. Uh, before I right. Like they gonna before, be able to say whatever it is first. Yeah, so before I before I start, um again, fancy and I uh, I do appreciate you guys inviting us on. Uh, so that's truly a blessing uh, for us to, just to share with you all and to kind of bask in your uh, in, uh, in your uh, place, um, in your uh, your uh, zone, uh, as, as I want to say. Um, so I, I do appreciate you guys for that. Um, I guess me and Patrice started uh, years ago. And let me be honest, you know, I was a. Uh, I was a young kid living down the street. I saw this pretty young thing and I was like, you know what? I got to get at that. So, um, and so that's how I started. Uh, we actually lived a house away from each other. Um, I stepped to her. We exchanged, hey, we really need to exchange numbers, you know, because there was no cell phones back then. Mm-hmm. It were house phones. Yes. We stayed right out, you know, we stayed a house away. So literally I really need a number. Right. Same side of the street, knocked on the door and say what's up. Um, but it started from there. And uh we, you know, grew a, a friendship, grew a relationship. I wouldn't even say a friendship. I, I don't think we we understood what friendships were back then. Um, I think that we just was in a relationship, we liked each other. Uh, we we look good together. Other people say we look good together. Um, you know, we, were we had really young, though. We were really young. Mm-hmm. I was fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some fun, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of things came out of that. Being young and dumb, mm-hmm. you know, I made decisions as a young man that I think any young man would uh, do, and that is, I had you know multiple options. You know, with the main one, and Patrice was the main one, and I decided to have other options because it was presented to me. And so, from there, that's how you know that's how a lot of our back and forth of breakups and trauma and drama in our relationships was created, and that carried from high school into some of college. Um, you know, we. You know, we, I don't say we lost contact, but we wasn't communicating uh, because we had our own adult lives and we had other things going on. And so, you know, we at one point decided to come back around and just started talking, just having conversations, open conversations. And there was a, there was a question that she asked me a couple of years ago. Um, and I will let Patrice ask the question, um, you know, say what she said. Uh, the question that she asked me, and I'll turn it over to her so she can take it from there. Okay. Any, yeah, do y'all need us to pause or? Okay, no, no, let me. Well, no. okay. well, I, was, well I just wanted to acknowledge because I see Shay Dixon is on, and she was saying teenage love is pure, innocent, and beautiful. My teenage love and I are still, wait, wait, my teenage love and I are still in love 23 years later. We have a bond that will never be broken. Okay, so now what I want to know what you asked though, Patrice. <laughs> That's awesome. Pure, innocent. <laughs> well, they're still together. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Congrats to them. Yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> um, and so just to iterate, I was 14 when I met Devin, or I was turning 14. So I was just entering high school. Um, for those of you all that's from the New Orleans area, I we went to like two popular high schools. So I went to 35, Devin went to St. Aug, which is a all um, a, a male African-American Catholic high school. So um, we, we were a year apart. And, you know, for those in the area, they always wanted the 35 girls because we were the prettiest. Fact. 
know, it was like a badge of honor, I feel, for me to even even date him. So, anywho, um, just to kind of fill in a couple of holes, um, Devin is absolutely correct. Like, Devin was like my first love, you know, it's just, oh my God, you know, just, it was ridiculous. And um, as time went on, what really transpired was Devin started driving. Devin got a license. And I think this had to be his junior year. I was still a sophomore. And him and all of his friends, you know, had gas on their chest. And I could not hang out like that. My mom was like, you, you're not getting in the car. You're not hanging out. You're not doing all that kind of stuff. You have to be inside at a reasonable time. Well, that's where the option started coming in with Devin because Devin wanted to hang out naturally. So he had flexibilities that I did not. So um, that's when other people started to come into play. And I like I remembered when he started dating um, this one particular girl and I found out, like I remember it. It's, I'm better now, but I used to remember it like yesterday. Like I was just so crushed. I was so brokenhearted that he would pick, you know, like cheat on me, like with this girl. So what I didn't, and then after that, I had issues with my dad. My dad left um, my mom to be with another woman. And so that compounded the issue. And it just started up a whole spiral of events with me and Devin that we could just, you know, then I started talking to other people. Then he had the audacity to be upset that I was talking to other people. And it just was, it was stupid. Like, y'all, when I tell you, we could if if we had social media, I Devin, I think we could have been able to get a reality TV show out of no. the shenanigans we, we went through. You name it, it happened. So as years progressed, I realized that um I um one like he's right, like a few summer I was dating some, you know, I was dating and um I I it hit me that I had this issue of thinking that I was not enough or um, in order for me to be the better option for a man, that I had to have all of these certain qualities. So to bring you back to the girl, her mom let her stay out later. Her mom allowed her to have company all times of the day and night. And so she had things that I, or flexibilities that I could not. With my dad, I kind of felt the same way, that he apparently felt that this woman had better options than what me and my mother could provide. So he left and it carried, that carried with me through, not only, it permeated through everything, my career, um, just every facet of my life. So this one particular, so, so mind you, Devin and I, we go get married, divorce. Um, and the thing is our families always were kind of connected some kind of way. So at the heart of it, we're family, like we're friends and stuff. Our families are connected. Um, but you know, we're not together anymore. So fine, whatever. So we grew this friendship of talking and bonding about just relationship stuff, our divorces and stuff like that. And so one day I called him and I said, you know, I I realized that my issue, I was telling him what I was going through. I said, it stems from when you started dating this girl and um and he and I really really had a heart to heart about that I said I always felt that when you selected her it created this um it rooted this plant in me that um that sprung a lot of fruit that she was the better option and so um we really had a heart to heart talk about it and um you want me to tell them your response while I'm talking or you want to give yeah you tell her so his response right. to me, and I know I'm not going, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, you, it wasn't about you being, not her being a better option. If, if I had to pick, you would have been, you were the better option. It's just, it was all of these things that he explained. But even with him telling me that, because I had sat in that and it started bearing fruit, I couldn't believe him. I, I it, it took me a long time. I, I think even now I'm still dealing with, de- dealing with, uprooting the tree fully um and i'm planning and and really combating all the lies that i fed myself um because that was like when i'm almost 40 that's almost over 20 years ago that that plant has been in my soul and in my heart believing that and so it's been it's been taking me some time and i'm glad that he and i was able to kind of have that 
conversation to start my healing because he had no idea that he he was the cause of it um or his actions caused it and he apologized numerous times she said making him apologize for it but um it's just one of those things you never you know it's amazing the love or these relationships that we form even just with other opposite sex like your friends how things could be so traumatic or you don't realize how traumatic it is until you become an adult and you have to deal with it so and so i want to add too Mm -hmm. there was never i never said anything that um where that came out of my mouth directed to her saying hey this person is the better option i didn't like you or any of that Mm -hmm. it was stuff from my actions um that she took with her and assumed that it was this stuff right mm-hmm. nothing i said it was just the actions that hey and and listen it was actions of kids that we were that what we were doing at the time so it wasn't like okay it was this big old conversation no listen i ain't with you or oh, i got this other side piece whatever it is we are doing it as teenagers so that's how that breakup, those breakups were, because we went back and forth for years. Mm-hmm. But that's how that break, that's how those breakups went. It wasn't any, anything in particular, but the actions of those those seasons and those times and these relationships that we went back and forth with created the foundation that that uh, became, you know, who she who she is uh, at the time. So. Um, here's my thing. Here's my thought. And I don't think I've ever asked you this, Patrice. So if Devin wouldn't have ever apologized, do you think you would have started the healing process? Um, yeah, but maybe in a different type of way, you know, because I, I finally, the root finally came up, you know, that, so I probably would have, so I did talk about it with my therapist. Cause I had, you know, I have a therapist that I talked to, you know, as needed at this point. Um, but it just was a blessing for he and I to talk about it. And then now it's a blessing for us to share um, yeah. because, you know, I, be honest with you. I told Devin, I didn't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> and then I asked you. And then you asked me. I told him I would talk about it on different platforms, maybe, but I felt like we had talked about it enough and, you know, dealt with it. And um, he thought that was selfish of me, but I'm like, we've talked about this and people could refer back. But um, I I feel that God would have allowed me to heal from it for uh, in another avenue. Um, But clearly it was a reason why he wanted me and Devin to have that conversation. And I think in some ways it probably was eye-opening for him and I'm sure it's helpful in his current journey right now. No, and it was. Um, it was it was eye-opening for me and it was, uh, it's not that, <clears throat> and listen, we had deep conversations as teenagers, right? Um, and we got into conversations where I'm like, listen, this stuff is bigger than us. When we were teenagers and we didn't understand she didn't understand what i was saying but i understood what i was saying and so it when she came to me and said this after all of these years while i know i hurt her and she hurt me i didn't know that it was that deep and it went to that extent of it because honestly ladies if i was able to if i knew what i know now if i knew that then then I would have tried to do what I could to release her back then because I need her to be, uh, you know, I believe that there's greatness in all of us and I needed her to be great in the way God created her to be. And I believe that when we have these things that is burdens or is holding us back or things that we don't acknowledge, then it keep us from, you know, producing our greatness and walking in our greatness. So if I had the ability and if I have known that this was an issue 20 years ago or 19 or 18, however long we want to go back, I would have said, my I'm sorry then because I needed her to be who, you know, God created her to be. Right. Fancy, you have anything? Well, um, I'm curious, like, to know, like, for Devin, like, how has mm-hmm. that I guess knowing that now, has that changed your 
actions or anything or how you date women, you know, or how you proceed. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, so that happened before then, right? Um, my thought process of how I was dating women or how I am dating women um, changed. My transformation changed before us having that conversation. What it did, that conversation just allowed me to, uh, I guess, uh, put it under a microscope to fine tune the things that I was doing to make sure that uh, my actions don't have residue, uh, negative residue, if I am, you know, we, me and a young lady part ways, uh, you know, that throughout my, my dating, uh, because I, I, again, I was married. Um, and when we had the conversation, I was divorced at the time. And so, but I really haven't got back into the dating world during that time. Uh, I was still like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old school. So I am about these streets really. Um, and so I wasn't really trying to do social media or get on all of these dating platforms. I'm like, listen, can I go to a coffee shop? Can I do, um, you know, can I do a coffee shop or can I do, uh, you know, library or something? And so that process was, uh, seriously, I'm serious, man. I mean, so that process was kind of, I was trying to, and actually she kind of helped me with that, trying to get to the point of dating women again uh, in, a, in a new space. And so I had to look at it differently on what, what I did before and where I am today. And our conversations kind of helped me uh, create uh, a new understanding of how I needed to move in, in regards to women. So let me ask you this, because I don't think I ever asked you this. So mm -hmm. Fancy asked you, you know, did you change how you did? So when Patrice came to you and was like, look, it's because of you that I'm not feeling worthy about myself and this, that, mm -hmm. and that. How did you truly feel in the beginning? Because I, I, you know, so many times we're like, oh, that was so long ago. So get off the gas. Mm -hmm. Like, stop playing. How did you, were you like, come on now, are you serious? Or did you really take it to heart when she told you? No, I, I really took it to heart. Um, I really took it to heart because I knew we was going to have to have this conversation at some point. And I told her that. Like I knew this conversation was gonna have to happen at some point in our lives. And so um, I took it for what it what it was and her honestly asking me that question. Now understand that we, uh, at this point, you know, we were communicating, started to communicate a lot. So we was already building a friendship um, throughout this process. And while, you know, our families, and she didn't say this, but uh, she's kind of alluded to it, but our families knew each other before we knew each other. Um, so, you know, we were always, all our families always were, were, was close. So we were starting to become closer and she felt comfortable enough to ask that question because we always like, we always was kind of in that space, but we just never went in that space. And so once we went there, you know, she felt comfortable enough to ask that question and, you know, I don't know how she reacted or, you know, truly how she reacted once how I responded, but I, I was totally open to it because I knew that it had to happen. And I knew that God created me to be in a space to have this. What? Are you still frozen? No, you're not frozen anymore. Uh, no, no, you you had froze up a little bit, Devin, but he back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you was like like your feet on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but when I presented it to him, he knew I was serious because you know those that know me know I like to talk a lot of trash. Y'all know I joke ninety percent of the time, but there is a ten percent where I'm serious. And so, you know, I was going through something at the time, but I, but like Devin is the type of person you could go and talk to about that type of stuff. He's always been like that. So, um, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable with, uh, you know, going to him or have any hesitation with going and, you know, talking to him about that situation. All right. So All right. here's the thing, you know, we, we typically look at young love and we'd be like, uh, you'll get over it. 
You so since you've dealt with this, because I will honestly say, like, since I heard y'all story when y'all first, you know, Patrice, me and you talking about it and stuff, I look at my, because my niece is 20 and she'd be 21. And at first I was like, that's your little friend. But now I'm like, you know what? She might really be feeling some ways about this. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're talking to, I know Patrice, you have sisters mm -hmm. that are um, teenage or early 20s. Mm -hmm. um, Devin, I'm not sure about you. Do you look at their relationships a little bit different now? Yeah. And how do you handle that? Like when you're talking to them now? Um, well, you know, I have a sister that's 22 and she called me about all, you know, her stuff. Well, they all called me about stuff. And so uh, <laughs> some of the stuff, I'm like, ah! but I know that um, I'm sister and I know how it is. And so I just listen and um, try to give them non-emotional um, advice or insights uh, because when your emotions are all in it, you can't see things objectively for what they are, right? So I am the voice of non-emotion, the voice of, um, listen, these are the facts. This is possibly how you're going to feel. It is okay. And um, you're going to open yourself to love again and this is possibly, you may run into this again, but please don't let it define who you are as a person. People do things for a variety of reasons that have nothing to do with you. You do have to own who you are and your part, but you can't take on some of the other stuff that people do um, for whatever reason they decide to do it. It hurts. I, you can't take away the pain, but I promise you, you'll get past it and you're going to be all right. And you're going to have a lesson that's going to allow you um, to make, either be better or to love better the next go round. So that that's that is in a nutshell how I typically um, deal with them. Why you know after you know I let them sob and cry, and then you know that's yeah. my motivational moment for them. So there there are several <laughs> ways that I handle it. It depends on what point they are in, mm -hmm. um, what space that they are in at that particular season or time. Um, but I try to listen and just give them the real like when i was when i was 17 16 years old i i did all i did all this crazy stuff too mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that i would have listened to the older folks if they would have said it but i wish i would have listened here's what i'm gonna give you you know the same wisdom that they was trying to give me now it is your choice to use it in the, the situations that you're in I don't know if you will. If you do or you don't, I'm going to be here to help you through this process. But I would rather you come to me and ask me questions about the process before you make a decision. Um, at least you will have multiple decisions to choose from than making a, a teenage, you know, inexperienced emotional decision that's going to cause you a lot. And so I try to keep that that line of communication open because I want them to be able to come to me and, and have that conversation. So I do, I do not have my, my youngest is, is, you know, my young is only is 10, uh, but I raised a 26 year old, like she was mine since I was 15. So I had, and she's a female. So I had these conversations with her when she was younger. Um, we had the sex talks. We had the all the convert con all the conversations that she wanted to have. And while she thought that I was going to be a different way because I was daddy, I sat back and allowed her to sit to share what she wanted to share and wrapped her in my love because at the end of the day, um, she needed to know that I was going to be there regardless of what she decided to choose. Um, and I was, but I gave her real, you know, when I needed to, you know give her truth and not not necessarily um you know uh i guess be a authoritative figure but i needed to show her tough love at times and say listen this is what i told you was gonna happen this would happen and this is the result this is why i told you not to go down this path because i knew what the end result was going to be but Regardless of this is the, the result here, I need you to know that you're still greater beyond this. 
right beyond this decision you are still great i still love you and you still have the opportunity to be whoever you want want to be so um and that's my approach i that was that's awesome because for both of you guys because i find myself looking at my niece and i'm like i could just strangle the hell out of her sometimes However, I think back, how did I act? Like you said, what, what was I doing at 20? How did I, <laughs> how did I handle things? Was I listening to, you know, an adult? And, you know, now some things I, I, I did do differently, but I'm starting to push back and allow her to make her mistakes. Because and it's hard as hell. It's hard sitting on your hands, like girl. Look, I see this a mile away. Mm -hmm. I know what's going on. But I love how you say that you pour into her, Devin. Because um, even how Patrice said, because um, what you know, you Patrice, you said that you was left thinking that you and your mom wasn't enough for your father. And Devin, you're like, no. I tell her, even though you made this mistake, you're still enough. And that's one thing about my father that my father did for me. You know, he reaffirmed me. That's why I started modeling. That's why I started doing a whole lot of things. Cause every time was baby, you beautiful baby, this baby that, you know, like he made me realize that somebody would want me in and these different things. So. I, w I would like, I would like to say this too. Um, the same way uh, females need that, you know, the, the, the daughters, the sons need it as well. Mm. Um, you know, we have to, you know, speak affirmation and life into their lives as well. Um, we have, especially in our communities, we have this tough love thing with males. Um, you know, men don't cry. This is a whole lot of, I can go down a whole list. I don't know who's watching, but brothers, if you have sons, love on them. Mm. Tell them the truth. Be real with them and open. That tell them you love them, hug them. I tell my son every day I love him. I, I let him know that you know he is one of you know the greatest gift that God has ever given me, because I need to. I need him to know, and this is what I I, I tell kids and families and, and and parents all the time. I need them to. Know, I need him to know what love looks like in this house, instead of him trying to go outside to find love. And when he see it real and authentic from me, mm -hmm. then he can decipher when somebody trying to give him false love in the world out in these streets. So, brothers, love on your sons. Happy belated Mother's Day to the mothers that's out there. We we so need you in this world and our communities as well. As well. But, brothers, I need you guys to take your place and love on your sons and stop giving producing negative examples that is not positive for our communities. Mm. That's real talk. That's real talk. Amen, Bishop. <laughs> Basically, well, um, I just, I think it's really beautiful that um, you all are, you know, still friends after all this time. And also, I'm glad to hear, you know, how Devin responded to Patrice's question and and how he took it because I know I've tried talking to some of my exes in the past and just kind of explaining how they've made me feel about things and it was always kind of like how Anya said you know that was years ago or they excuse me they're not even trying to hear what I had to say you know yeah. so um to see a man do that is really you know, like okay me and I here doing this okay so this is different for me <laughs> but um very rare Orleans mean girl <laughs> it is very rare I'll tell you that it's not common so fancy you know it's yeah it's an anomaly <laughs> Yeah, but I think that that's really beautiful. Like, I still have, um, I still have friendships with some of my exes, I guess you say, or like we're social media friends. And actually, just yes, you all having this conversation, it made me think about. I've had quite a few teenage ones, but I was just thinking about one. And I was like, I always wanted to kind of. He actually um had inboxed me one day, and we we were just kind of talking. And like for one, I realized two things: he never knew how young I was. And for two, he was just like, you know, well, you never really talked to me or made it seem like you wanted a relationship. But then I think after he really realized how young I was, although I did tell him, I don't, I guess he just never really paid attention or something. He didn't notice I wasn't driving because there was a, a major age difference between us. But um, it was, it just kind of made me think, you know, like, oh, would he have actually taken me seriously? You know, like, 
But now I see him married and everything. And I'm just like, you know, wow, like he really was interested in you. But you just the fact of how I've expressed before in the past, how um, I really just used to be afraid of people, especially me. And like I never could really talk to me and a really hold conversations with them. That was just really hard for me to do. So I never really like with dating people. We we didn't have a lot of conversations. So. So, yeah, but it, I think this is really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and so. And two, you know, one of the things that this opened up when we first did our first, when we did, um, we launched Relationship Corner, um, it opened so many different uh, conversations. Um, it, it's not just about these relationships that, you know, me, a man, a woman have. It's relationships that we have with family members, um, with friends. It's, it's, it's a plethora of things. I had a brother that reached out to me and was like, man, listen. I think that there's some stuff that happened with us with a female that was unresolved. And I think we should have a conversation about it. And I appreciated him reaching out um, and sharing that and feeling that he, he, we needed to have the conversation while we were good. We still didn't talk about it and, and have some type of resolve with that to say, you know what, we good, good. And so, I am saying that to say that it's not just about because, you know, me and Patrice get on each other's nerves sometimes, you know, that's just the love that we have for each other. Right. Um, What I'm saying is that, you know, there are multiple (laughs) relationships that go through Mm -hmm. stuff. We've been through hell together. Right. Mm -hmm. We've been through a lot Mm -hmm. and we have seen many seasons um, and many sides of each other. But we, you know, God placed us back in each other's lives for a reason to, you know, one, one to just uh, help each other heal and become whole in, in different areas, but also to create a platform like Relationship Corner to share, you know, things about relationships, trauma and relationships that can help people heal and become whole. So, yeah. And I, and I, and so Devin did touch on this, but um, I did have to, um, because I ain't mentioned that we talk, me and I would talk a lot about online dating. And um, I, and that's how I really started talking, getting into doing chats, sharing my story about online dating, dating after divorce. And I did have to push Devin back into the dating world. I think that's what also caused us to talk a lot more because I'm like, Devin, listen, um, you keep talking about dating, but you're not doing anything, you know? Yeah. So he didn't want to online date. He finally online dated. Um, so we went through that journey. It's really, I know it's warped. <laughs> warped to think that he and I used to date and now I'm trying to help him to date. Mm-hmm. And so we went through this journey and I'm telling you, y'all, watching Devin dates was an eye opener for me on just how men are wired, how men think what not to take personal, how they could be aloof about certain things. It was to the point I was like, do not do nothing. Don't even call your friend. Just please call me first so we could bounce ideas off of each other before you do anything else. Because some of the stuff his friends were telling him to do, I was like, oh my God, you will never, you're not going to be, you going to be by yourself forever. You're not going to be in <laughs> In a, and, and then it's funny because, you know, I'm like still out here trying to be in a solidified relationship and he beat me to it. So you, 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 I didn't help him and I need help myself. <laughs> I'd be trying to help him. Right, yeah. I'd be trying to help me, Devin. Yeah, you help me. I ain't, but Devin, 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 I, I guess, yeah, Devin, you be trying to help me a little bit. She don't but, you listen. know, I, it's harder for us than what it is for them. So, but yeah. I guess, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Devin actually answered my next question because I was gonna ask um about relationship corner and how did it start and what made you guys just say we're gonna continue doing it? Because at first I thought it was just a conversation about teenage love, but then all of a sudden it was relationship corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and that's what it that's what it always that was, you know, uh what is always was leading up to. Um, okay. tackle different because we didn't just talk about the, our relationships in our relationship between each other. We talked about our relationship with our mamas, our siblings, you know, yeah. our grandparents, divorce, friend, everybody. Like, everybody. yeah, we've talked, we've talked about everybody. it, like, numerous of things, yeah. and so we have a lot more topics. 
um, that we definitely want to cover. Life has been, it's probably been me a little bit, but we're going to get back, you know, into the swing of things because we have so much ground to cover, so many yeah. things and so many topics that um, we want to share and talk about. So um, we're excited about this. And like I said, we haven't even touched the surface. So. And, and so one of the things that's, you know, one of the things that's in our communities that is important is relationships. And mm -hmm. so uh, the things that can make and break us at our spirits is the relationships that we have between uh, individuals and our family members. So it is extremely important that we continue this platform um, and this fight to uh, deal with the trauma in relationships because it is imperative that we create a different foundation um, that can help us heal and to become whole mm -hmm. and to have healthy relationships throughout our families, our households, and, you know, and relationships outside our households. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's, it's very important and imperative that we continue this conversation. And, and I, the teenage love was just kind of an introduction, a fun way to introduce ourselves and how long we've been knowing each other and the impact that, um, it has had over our lives, you know, because yeah. there were there were things, you know, it wasn't all Devin. There were some things that I that he experienced that I did. Um, I that boy coming over there and <laughs> the fight at the club. <laughs> Man, okay, yeah. I'm gonna stop. Go ahead, Frank, because we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, so that was just a fun way of it, you know, talking about it. So that that's okay. you know pretty us, you know, how we got here and. Um, you know, we just and we're grateful that sharing our story um, has opened the conversation and help give people an eye opener and help people to evaluate how they are operating and why they're operating. Because we do things and sometimes we really just don't take the time to assess the why. The why, and the why is really important. Um, we look at people and just think, oh, you know, they people are not born just doing so, some things are hereditary, but some yeah. people just really walking around broken and hurt and don't know how to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. Well, you guys, is there anything that we did not cover that you want to make sure that we cover? Um, you know, listen, yeah, this is something simple. Stop looking, listen, right? Um, you know we have to sometimes stop and back up and look at uh, our environment and our landscape and the relationships that we have in our lives. Um, listen to those individuals and yourself and, and see how it is helping or hurting you. And then from there, you have to decide on what you're going to do about it. Is this helping you to produce greatness or is this hindering you in your lives? And sometimes that just can't come from you. Um, you know, some people have their relationship with God. I, I you know, I believe in, in God and Jesus Christ. That may not be the role for everybody. So have your therapist on on speed dial or your friends or your groups, whatever it is to get you to your healing and your wholeness. Let's stop looking, listen, and figure it out because listen, we all have greatness to produce and we have to do it. So let's do it, please. Because the world is waiting on on each and every one of us to inspire the world the way we're supposed to. And so that's all I want to share. Okay, then. I have nothing else to add. You can find Patrice, um, Devin and Patrice at Relationship Corner um, underscore DP on IG and the Relationship Corner with Devin and Patrice. I was reading it. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> on Facebook. Um, on Facebook, their chats are very <laughs> animated, y'all. I love them. <laughs> I can, um, I'm the animated I, one. I, I absolutely love it. And like I said, um, I appreciate y'all. So we appreciate you guys for joining us tonight. And we're going to see y'all a little bit later. Thank you, guys. Good we night. Bye-bye. Have a blessing. Y'all so yes, that was that was good. That was a good conversation. Why this eye? This eye is low, and sometimes whenever I wear lashes, they make my eye look even lower. I have a lazy eye. That's what it is. It's a lazy eye, and it's been bothering me all night. Um. Okay. So as for me, and I feel like I got a shiny face. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, 
let me wrap this up. I am um, Arian C.M. Davis. You can catch me on LadyCEO.com. Also, my link tree is Linktree backslash LadyCEO. I am on Club Clubhouse as Lady CEO. Remember, Lady is spelled with an I. IG is Lady, excuse me, dot CEO. And my email is ARNYA at LadyCEO.com. Fancy. Um, you guys can find me everywhere as Swagger Magazine or for my um, personal accounts, Fancy Swagger, as well as on uh, Instagram and Clubhouse. Um, that last comment. Um, Born Power, Allah Dunn Stewart said, peace, everyone. This sounded like a great discussion. I missed most of it, but we'll, but we'll tune in on time. And you can catch the replays also on uh, Spotify, um, YouTube. I mean, you can watch on here, but if you're more, <clears throat> excuse me, of an audio person, the replay is going to drop Friday on Spotify and you can just listen to it. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I wanted to address. Um, Fancy, you have something coming up. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I have my vibrant visibility and marketing membership that is opening on the 18th, which is next Wednesday. So right now I am doing a discounted price of $97 a month. Or um, if you sign up starting next week, then it's $197 a month. But it is a, a membership for black business women who consider themselves to be introverted and or who struggle with showing up for their business. So um, it is a great opportunity for business owners. And then um, also we have our Reclaiming My Mind event on May 26th, which is a mental health event. Yes. And I have a book. Y'all be on the, on the lookout. It will be dropping June 10th. June 10th. I am very excited about it. It's called Born to Lead. I'm just putting it out there right now so y'all can be ready to purchase. And um, that's all for right now that I can think of. So we're going to highlight y'all a little bit later. Peace and blessings.